Welcome to the Racially Responsible Podcast, a show designed to call in, support, and provide loving accountability for white women and anti-racism work. If you have ever questioned your role and approach in this work or wondered how you can create an impact for racial equity and justice, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Rory Geller Muhammad, a white woman doing this work alongside you in real time with my family, local community, and institutions that I'm connected to. I'm also a licensed clinical social worker, the creator of the Changemakers program, and deeply committed to working for a safe, loving, and inclusive world. I'm so glad you're listening and joining me on this journey. Here we go. Welcome, friends. Today, we have a great guest. We have Racine Reichard with us. Racine is a native of Atlanta, Georgia has over 20 years of experience in the accounting and financial services industry. A graduate of accounting at Georgia State University, she is a member of the National Business Fraternity Alpha Kappa Psi. She is a financial coach and strategist. Her areas of specialty are debt elimination, retirement education funding, and asset protection, including life auto long-term care insurance. Racine wants to holistically connect and inspire women, especially to be the initiator for their families as it relates to finance and conducts her popular seminar entitled Fine, Fabulous, and Financially Free quarterly throughout the year to empower women and boss chick business owners. Thank you, Racine, for joining us today. I'm so happy you're here. I am happy as well. Thanks for really having me. I'm excited. I am truly excited. So the, the first question um, that I have for you, which I feel like for some people may know, but what is a financial coach and strategist? And like, what, what do you do for those of us who may not know as much about that world? Okay, I'm a, I'm a some people call it elevator pitch. I hate elevator pitch. <laughs> but in a nutshell, all I do is teach people the fundamentals of how money works, saving, mm-hmm. getting out of debt, protecting your income, and building a succession plan or having that last love letter for your family. So literally, I am the person you talk to to make sure that you're financially fit before, during, and after life, so to speak. All right. Awesome. Yes. And, and managing, of course, everything in between. And um, I am a little, I have an edge because I, you know, originally vocation was accounting. So um, I have a a niche where I'm working a lot with entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. as well. So I'm a little bit more advanced or have a little bit more um, repertoire, so to speak, for what I can. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, No, I know we've talked about, can you tell us some, some of the disparities that you see that exist in this space that exist in the financial space? Um, so if you could share, share some of the, some of the disparities, sorry, not that you see, I don't mean that. Can you share some of the disparities that exist? Let me reword that question. Okay. And there are quite a bit. And, um, I am primarily in, you know, um, the, uh, black, you know, population Mm -hmm. and I'm in the heart literally in Atlanta of, um, the county for number two county for fluent African-Americans. Okay. And, um, and it's also the number one county for bankruptcies, you know, and, um, and, you know, and, and literally unfortunate. So that misnomer. Right. But when we talk about those disparities, we're talking about the economic wealth between, you know, that of uh, white families 
and that of black families, you right. know, so the median income, you know, that they're saying, um, and I call it the wealth gap for 2053 for individuals of color is going to be literally less than 30, 40,000 versus, you know, for um, white um, descendants is going right. to be close to a hundred plus thousand. Wow. So of, of wealth a year, so, or annual income a year. So that's really, really, when we talk about the cost of living going up, yeah. you know, in our communities, typically we find that inflation hits us harder because we already have, you know, um, kind of this, when we talk about the shopping, the um, food deserts in our neighborhood, et cetera. So that in and of itself, you know, really looks at our money and how we're spending our money right. versus if I go to another side of Atlanta, I have the Whole Foods. I have the Kroger stores that are very, very diverse in what they're offering. And so sometimes you can say that that money brings in those opportunities, you know, et cetera. So, you know, unfortunately, maybe um, people of color have to go outside of the community to get those services that they so desperately need versus individuals coming into the community to deliver those services. Right. Um, we won't even talk about the disparities for individual women. I'm gonna say women, period. Yeah. Okay? yeah. But it's even more obvious when we talk about women of color, but women already with degrees in general, you get paid less than men right. in that same actual position with that same degree, right? okay? And that disparity, and I'm sorry, I don't have numbers in front of me, but the disparity is even more for people of color, okay? Right. And we're talking black, indigenous, in, um, you know, et cetera, in that whole right. community. So, right. you know, so there wow. is a difference. How, when you're working with clients, how does that impact or does it impact kind of like the way you work and how you work with people? How do you, what does that look like or your experience with that? Great, great question. Um, first and foremost, I'm already, you know, trying to build a relationship. And so sometimes that trust is, is mm -hmm. always needed to build that trust. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times too, when individuals may come to me, I'm not saying that they're, you know, coming to me at the last minute, mm -hmm. you know, but sometimes they are, you right. know is usually triggered by uh, a death or it's triggered by a life change or yeah. some sort, could be retirement. Mm -hmm. um, third, when I see that, when they come to me, the fundamentals, they, in our community, we were never taught. And I think it's around both in schools, we weren't taught finance. We were taught right. home economics, woodworking, and we may have talked about, you know, balancing a checkbook, but we didn't talk talk about budgeting. We didn't talk about getting rid of credit cards. We didn't talk about life insurance. We didn't talk about retirement because we weren't thinking about, you know, the end game and not working anymore. So when they come to me, I have to start from scratch. Yeah. And sometimes individuals, you know, in the financial arena don't want to start from scratch. They are, you know, that brings up another disparity. Some yeah. financial advisors, that they won't talk to individuals that make less than a hundred thousand. So that's in itself another disparity. So when they sit with me in general, I am having to start from scratch. I am starting not to dumb it down, 
but to make it so it's enthusiastic to learn the information because they think sometimes that the information is difficult to understand and it's not. Right. You know, and I think it sounds intimidating, right? I think for many people, it could just that idea of it. Right. And I've been there and, you know, cause I, I always tell people my story, you know, growing up, my father was a blue collar worker, you know, just really learned a lot about finance by trial and error and did really good, you know, have a great estate, you know, and a great wealth building game plan. And, um, and I took a little part of that, but there are some things you know, they didn't know about mutual funds in our community or in my family. You know, we were taught to go straight to the bank and put our money there to get less than 1% return. We were taught, you know, hey, let the job work on your pension, you know, and you let them pay you when you retire versus you open up your own 401k plan. And then we're having business owners who are starting, who've never started a business before. So now I'm talking to that, you know, industry or that group of people too. And now I'm showing them, hey, you can't rely on the company outside like you did with your job. You have to start it. And they never knew they could start their own 401k plan themselves, you know, and have great tax write-offs. So, but yeah, so I have to really make it simple when they come to my office and sit down with me and then it's it's not a short-term and you know meeting I tell them you cross my threshold I'm with you for life wow. you know you know I you I'll probably be here longer you know got <laughs> got willing and the creek don't rise as yeah. <laughs> Atlanta you know but um but for me it, it takes I, I'm seeing generations yeah. Of families come to me, you know. Wow. So right now I'm working on a third generation, third generation family now. So wow. I know I look 21. <laughs> that, that's you know, that's so beautiful though. Like this, you know, it, it speaks to really like you're talking about the relationships that you form with people, right? Yeah. Like how mm-hmm. that it's not just this transactional type of situation like you're actually forming connections with people which is awesome and I mean even I appreciate you kind of pointing out like how some advisors won't even help people with if they make under or don't have like have less than a certain amount mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and that causes right so people don't have the same access to information or knowledge or help even exactly. so exactly. yeah so I appreciate you know just even bringing that up and talking about that with us today yeah because the wealth building um institutions in our community are the banks and we already know that some banks are traditionally are not given great rates of return. And you rarely have someone in there on hand daily to teach wealth. You have to come in, schedule an appointment, come back. So if I, and, and I'm, you know, remembering a story of my dad and um, he had, you know, a sizable amount of money he wanted to put away, you know, and of course, you know, sometimes they don't come to you first, right? Okay. And so he was like, I went to the bank and they told me that the person I need to talk to wasn't there to come back. And that's, you know, they said, here's the number, call them. So, you know, sometimes that availability in our mm-hmm. community yeah. is necessary. Just like if I was to go and get a, 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 a gallon of milk, you know, I want to know that it's there you know, right. and readily available for right. me, you know, right. so in that same right. fashion. Right. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, can you tell us about, um, 
your, your racial, ethnic, cultural background and if and how that has impacted and your work or the way you do your work. Gotcha. Um, I am a African-American female growing up in the South, okay? And, um, and so for my parents, I came from a two-parent household. My father, blue-collar worker, you know, worked 30 years for a, you know, lo- a grocery store here that, um, you know, for me, a lot of what I did and the reason I started in the business, I love math first and foremost, great teacher in my community who poured into me. And then, um, and so second, when I look at, you know, defining moments, you know, as a woman of color, I didn't see great examples of financial advisors, you know, I may have saw a few accountants, but not many. Okay. But growing up in my household, my dad was the sole provider and my mother got ill and couldn't work. So for me, I saw the provider in the community and that was normal for me to see that African-American males providing for the family. Right. So I've also wanted to make sure that, hey, I would be able to provide too, just in case my dad or another male or whatever. So couldn't be there. So I think I was that next generation that was taking it to the next level. So I I, I felt, hey, it was upon me because I saw my dad struggle. I saw him do three, four, five side hustles just to pay rent. And I was, you know, having this conversation with him. And I always thought my mom and dad owned their home for up until maybe I was 10 years old. And they rented, they rented consistently. And I think only until I became 15 or so did my parents buy a house. And I was like, wow, that's amazing to me. You know, and I said, I have to take it to the next level that I have to build, you know, real estate and wealth. You show them that, hey, I am the benefit of, you know, the descendants, you know, that they brought forth. So I am a second generation college you know, in my family, my mom and dad graduated from high school, no college at all, and worked in, my mom worked in a production, you know, um, for a company here, so I saw that, and I knew that I wanted my life to be different, you know, and so all the things that I learned, I wanted to make sure that, hey, if I got a chance to teach finance, you know, and take my life a little bit better, because- I remember my dad saying, hey, money doesn't grow on trees. I remember us having food stamps. Okay. I remember those things. And so I wanted to make sure that, hey, it's the legacy that I want to build. I knew that I couldn't do it working nine to five consistently. I had to do a number of other things. And um, so kind of that, you know, being in my community, put that in my mindset to one do greater things you know you know yeah no thank you for sharing that um that's it's very very inspiring you know to just hear your story thank you sure so i wanted to to bring up a conversation that you and me actually had had um so the last time we had spoke you had a really great question for me um so the last time and also the first time that we had spoken (laughs) so Mm -hmm, for people who are listening important like just context wise contextual wise that um 
we were speaking and you had a really great question. And I thought it would be great for us to just unpack it a little bit here because it's something I've been sitting with a little bit. I know I responded when we spoke about it and then like I've been sitting with it and I was like, oh, that's a great question. I wonder, I just thought it'd be a good thing for us to unpack. Yeah, so I, I don't remember it exactly word for word, but you see, if you remember, you can correct me. Um, it was something about why, why wouldn't, um, why wouldn't I come to you for, for help, for financial help, right? Or like, why wouldn't I seek you out, right? Was that kind of the way? Um, I, I think we were talking about the importance of what your goal was for mm -hmm. your podcast and, right. and white women becoming allies. Right, right. Uh -huh. And then, um, and I think I carried it forward and I said, well, I've always wanted to know just in general, if I'm helping you, to become an ally in my community, you know, let me take it personally in what I do. And that right. question came up was, um, why wouldn't as a, 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 a Caucasian white women right. or other outside right. of, you know, uh, black indigenous community, would you right. not do business with me? Right. Um, when you see me, do you see me as a, a personal financial advisor? Does right. color make a difference to you? you know, are you first meeting me, you know, where I am as an individual and what I can offer or, right. or, or does that stop you when you see me, you know? Right. And right. so, cause I've had, you know, sit downs, you know, with women, you know, white women. And sometimes yeah. I give them, I pour my heart out just like I would anybody. Right, right. And then they're like, oh, okay, that sounds really good. I love it. And then crickets. And that's, you know, I know 50% of the people will never do business with me. I know that. But I always wonder, but that's not the conversation. They'll come back and say, well, Racine, you know, you were Black. I can't <laughs> do business with you. I, I found, you know, somebody else in my community, you know, and right. I get it. Because right. sometimes, I, you know, somebody who looks like me, I feel more comfortable. Right. It is what it is. But right. I want to make sure that when I'm also looking at somebody that there are doing their they know their business too right. you know and they right. have the same credentials so I, I've always wanted to know that yeah. and um and then I think part B of that question when you and I were talking <laughs> yeah. was are you aware that you're what's the word it's not prejudiced is it yeah, I mean biased prejudice discriminatory I mean Okay. I guess right. Or bias. Yeah. If you're aware that you have biases, or if you're aware, it, I mean, it could be either prejudice or bias. Yeah, we'll um, use bias. Let's use bias. You know. Uh, so I, I always wonder: Are you aware of these? You know, when you leave me, are you saying, "Wow, I, you know, I didn't know she was a person of color." Does it affect your decision? You know, how did you feel? You know, after you left, having that conversation with me. You know, were you more empowered or were you, you know, kind of on the fence? Those are questions I've always wanted to ask. And I can accept the answer. I'm, yeah. you know. No, and, and I love, I love that you asked. And so that's why I wanted to talk about it because I wanted to say like, initially, right, when you had asked me the question, I think just, I want to like share out my thought process. I think it's important uh -huh. to like work through kind uh -huh. of, um, I think first it was, and and makes it right. So this defense, right? Did I go kind of like to a defense space of like, well, I wouldn't do that, right? I wouldn't. And to say, right. And, but then I was thinking on it, like, you know, right. I, yes, intentionally, am I trying to align my values with my actions? Yes. Do I want to try to invest when I am looking for somebody for a right, for a financial advisor or whatever services, right. Whether for my business or my personal life, whatever it might be uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, to invest in 
you know, in people of color that invest in, in black women, invest in indigenous people, right? Invest in, in everybody, right? Like, so right. that I'm aligning that with my, if I'm saying that I want anti-racism, that value, like those are my, my values and that would be actions I need to take. The, then the other thing that I was thinking of as well was like, if we hadn't connected, would I have, how would I have known to like to kind of seek it out? Right? Would I have struggled? Like if you weren't like in my network, right? If my if my yeah. network wasn't already reaching out, then maybe I wouldn't have come across it. And I would have just gone to, well, I would have just asked somebody already in my network, do you know anyone that does this yeah. A, B or C? And I would have just gone with that person because I didn't know or it, not, it, it I, that I didn't know to look somewhere else, but I wouldn't, where would I go to look for it? You know, that type of thing. That's a great point. That's As a well. great point. Because a lot of what I do, I get referrals from all over because I have a diverse group of clients. I really, you know, I really do. Um, and that's amazing because I get what you're saying on that. Because I normally would look at my circle and, and then ask. And if I don't find it in my circle, then I go to the institutional circle, right. you know, the bank that I do business with, my mentors or something like that. So I get it. But I think that speaks to also for as white women that we need to also be expanding our circle and looking at who Mm -hmm. is in our networking circle, who are the people that we're connecting and make maybe sometimes be more intentional with what, Mm -hmm. you know, what that is. And also, you know, I'm even myself, right? Like I, there's no need for me to be, it's a great question. It's a great opportunity for reflection. So there would be no need for me to kind of go into even like that defense mode is kind of just to just kind of take it in and to be thankful for that question that it does give me an opportunity to look like, is there bias there? Would there be bias there? Um, and, and yeah, so I, I, I think it is, I think this conversation is also a great reflection point for like what what do we individually need to do? And also, right, you were saying like institutional too, right? Who are in our net, in our institutional network connections as well? Right. You just helped me with something, Rory. Um, I always thought I was um, of growth mindset. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I'm, 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 I have a coach who's teaching me between fix and growth. We're on a session with that. Yeah. And so you helped me because you we talked about let's change how we, you know, our network, grow our network better or expand our network. So you helped me because I always thought I was doing that, you know, and I can take that for granted sometimes, you know? So you helped me with that to really evaluate my own. That's awesome. Yeah, no, and you helped me a lot too, to also relook at, make sure I'm intentional with and continue to be intentional. And I think this is also a great opportunity for anybody who's listening who is, maybe does need a financial strategist, financial coach, right? Like now they do have a go-to person that they can just call you up and say, you know, and here is somebody. So this helps to think even just broaden the conversation and expand the network as well of like, who can we reach out to? Exactly. Gotcha. Going back to something you said earlier, um, you know, how how I'm addressing and, um, you know, my community as I'm working. Yeah. So now with 2020 coming around, I've really got an opportunity to really see the value of what I've put in place over the last 20 years, because now I've had so, so much, you know, so many clients leave here, you know, and I'm seeing the impact of what I hopefully have put in place and helped them to, to manifest. But, um, but then I also saw that i didn't get to as many people as I needed to, to tell my story or tell, let them tell their story so we can, 
improve upon it financially. Right. And so, um, so now it's, it's allowed me to really move 2020 and, and say, hey, we got to do some things different, you know, and I saw the inequities yes. of that because I had, you know, so many people that I, in my, I ain't gonna say my network, but outside of people who didn't do business with me, who end up doing GoFundMes because they didn't have money to bury their families right. or they had health challenges and didn't have money to go to the hospitals. Yep. So, you know, so those are the impacts that I'm seeing, you know, and why, you know, I really enjoy what I do and I really, un, you know, understand the impact of why I'm doing it. Yes. You know? and, yeah. uh, and it's just, and it's, it impacts our community, but I see it in everybody's community. For right. Sure. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think that also just goes back to, again, like speaking about the importance of building that relationship, right? Like that's something that you intentionally are doing is like building relationships with your clients. Uh Um, And that's, that's huge. And I think that's one of the things that often um, when we think of like, I can word this right that's often missing right and when we're when we're doing these types of things like Mm -hmm. when we're getting financial support I don't even know that it's something right the humanness that often is taken away from things that we forget about and and I feel like there is right like what where does race is sort of this white supremacy culture that is there where it's sort of more rigid and that there isn't necessarily space for all our humanness in things Mm -hmm. and so this Mm -hmm. allows there to also be space for that I think Mm -hmm. gotcha and you know, and this, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a lot more. I'm gonna call it well, well that's not a good word now. Uh, I'm a lot more of awareness. I have a, a more awareness around me, and I'm a lot more outspoken now than I have been before. Yes. You know, I guess maybe because I'm getting older, you know, and um, it's you know, I see the frustrations, you know, and everything that um, I, I've got to be willing to make some changes you know, and be outspoken more so and everything. Yeah. So when I, when I hear white supremacy, you know, my tolerance for craziness is not there anymore, you know? And so I went to, that's sort of adding another yeah, yeah. ram of your question. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Um, the high school I went to, I was actually bused from my neighborhood and uh, in Buckhead, which is a very predominant area of Atlanta. Okay. And um, it was a magnet school for international studies. And so the population, I'll say 75% Caucasian, and then, you know, maybe 10% Black, 10% White, and other. Okay? Right, right. So that was my first, you know, opportunity to really get into understanding, you know, the diverse people. And right. so, and sometimes you can be in a bubble, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And you're safe in that bubble. Right. And so now I'm reconnecting with a lot of my classmates on a different level. We're grown now. Right. And some of them are very open-minded. Yeah. And some of them are like, I don't remember this in school. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and so I'm having to register my mouth because I tend to, I'm not sometimes my poker face don't work always. Okay. Okay. And so what I want to say and what I kind of have to be diplomatic, but you know, sometimes you have to correct things when you see it. And that's right. And that's where I am. But yeah, I I did have opportunity to, and we were talking about 
expanding our network. And I, I remember I did get the opportunity to do that at a younger age in high school and fast forward and I learned a lot. It's helped me to really do a lot more adapting in different environments. Right, right. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And and and, and like right, part of us doing like this podcast and like having doing this work too around like, you know, white allies is that you shouldn't have to kind of like, you know, censor yourself and do all of those things, right? I mean, that's part of it too, is like white people also need to make changes as well, right? Need to make changes mm-hmm. so that people can be their authentic selves in whatever spaces they are in as well. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you that yeah. just hit me, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So how do, do, is it difficult for you to be your authentic self and be open than it would be for me. I guess that's the best way. If you were in a position that you had to really say what you had to say, would you, have you not been censored or how do you migrate having to say that? Because I would think you would have more to lose in a way. Yeah. So I, my guess, so I, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, who would have to set like the center, right? It would be a great experiment, right? <laughs> Type of thing. But my, my, if I, my guess, and you can tell me your, your thoughts on this are, is mm-hmm. if I was speaking to white people about it, I could probably share what I'm thinking because it's my experience, like without having to double or triple think about some of the things necessarily of what they're going to think, like for them to challenge sort of what it is like what the challenge may not be the same type of challenge in that way I I don't know but that would be my my guess and I'm I'm thinking um I I do think part and part of the things also like that I I teach also is like around strategy because like I being a therapist right a lot of it's communication so it's like how are we communicating and connecting Uh, on that way so I feel like that's an added an added layer um Um, but that would be I don't know that's that would be my 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 guess my thought what do you think (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, if we walked into a room and, <laughs> and this is a really g- bad example, if we walked into a room and we had opportunity, and I'm going to say Trump, Yeah, I, I hate using this example, but if we walked into a room and we had to have lunch with him, yeah. okay, yeah, I know what Racine would say, right, <laughs> okay? right, 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 I would have very vocal yes. opportunity. Yes. And so not, and we're not talking about pol- political affiliation. I'm just talking about human- humanity. Right, 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 right. So I would be not saying you got to answer this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would your answer and what would your experience be, you know, having that mm. same lunch and we're in the same room together, Yeah. you know, and this, that would be the experiment because if we would be in the same room together, yeah. what would the conversation be? Versus if we were separate right? And, and you were in the room by yourself, would you be having the same conversation with him that, that if I was there? You ain't got to answer. Yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a great question. And I, I mean, I definitely think my, my thought of what I would hope I would do 
I can tell you is I hope that I would be able to amplify what you were saying and that I would be able, that's what my hope would be. That would be my response because I think that's what I would like to see myself saying, (laughs) right. Of like what you're saying and backing you up and kind of doing that. That's what I would hope that my response would be. Gotcha. And vice versa, you know, that we could have a sensible conversation maybe now you know, <laughs> have a great conversation I guess you said she's missing on my podcast no <laughs> no I, I mean I think these these are all like the conversations right they it flows in different ways it's, it's gotcha. great yeah yeah curiosity okay yeah but so I think this also flows right because we are talking about like what would we want things to look like how would we want things to be what would change look like so my, my next question for you would be like, what are some of your hopes for change that you would like to see, right? Like in the financial field, in that space, around these issues, like what changes would you hope to see would you want to happen? Um, one, I want to change the curriculum in the school system. Because I really think that if we, you know, wealth and building wealth is sort of this, this it's, it's a separation. It really is. And I think it starts with understanding and, and, and fundamentals. Right. So if we can change the curriculum to teach the fundamentals of finance and money, I think that'll go a long way. Because if a right. kid can make a dollar or put a dollar in their allowance, they need to know saving, you know, giving first, saving, and then paying living expenses in that right. order. Right. And then, um, so that's something I'm working on. The second thing I want to do is how I started my business originally is working through ministry, faith based, Mm -hmm. because in our community, then that's important. Yeah. Um, I wanted to and I I started working in the churches specifically because I noticed that when we, you know, have, you know, scholarships for the kids when they're getting ready to go to school, we're, you know, really pulling from the main pot of the church versus if we could have one set up for scholarships and just pay from the interest of it, you know, and basically have an endowment through our churches and that I can empower the pastors, you know, to be able to give their congregation, you know, we can talk the word, you know, faith-based word, but then how to apply it, you know, it's something sometimes I think, you know, it's missed, you know, and uh, I know they're talking about prosperity, preaching in our community, but it's a whole lot more than that, you know? So if I can empower the individuals that come in the church, yeah, get the word, but also utilize the word, you know, to help them move financially, I want to empower them in that as well. And then third, I want to leave a legacy, you know, I want to change, you know, to have more individuals in my industry, especially women of color, especially women, period, because it is a very patriarchy kind of, you know, career where you're seeing more men, you know, white men, and, and if we can have more Black men in well-built right. too, right. Right. you know, because that will help in our community and our families. So if we can get more of them in the industry. And I'm, we, we typically are insurance only. Yeah, fine. But wealth building and investing, that's the area that we aren't, there's not many people of color. Um, one of my favorite mentors, I, I call her, she's a mentor in my head, mm-hmm. um, Melody Hobson of Aerial um, Investments. 
you know, she married um, the Star Wars writer. Okay. And she's was the first woman of color that I've seen to manage an investment fund. Okay. Yeah. And then before that, it was um, uh, Ralph, I think his name, Ralph Lewis, guy. he wrote this book, Why, Why Should White Men Have All the Fun? And yeah. he bought Beatrice Foods, which was phenomenal because the Beatrice Foods was in debt really bad. So seeing someone, you know, buy out a large company, you know, and a man of color was amazing to me. So I want to build that legacy, you know, myself to have someone that they can see coming after me, you know, a great succession of women in the industry, a great succession of men in the industry in my community as well. That's awesome. So those are three main things. Yes, yes. No, that, that's awesome. I love that. that that's awesome. Um, oh, so how do you, um, so how do you, I like to ask all our guests this question. How do you practice uh -huh. self-care, right? Like I know you do a lot of work, you do a lot of things. And I feel like this is a good one to kind of touch on because people can always get ideas. <laughs> what does that look like for you? Oh, wow. Okay. I was just having this conversation. This is a weird one. This is a good one that I did for 2020, 2021. Yeah. I, um, I set up a lot of um, photo shoots. Okay. So that meant I took the day to get dolled up, got my hair done the night before, and just the seeing the personality, the other part of me, and get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. That to me was a form of self-care. That's awesome. So I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it. I had three photo shoots between 2020 and 2021. Wow. You know, and then another thing that I do is I typically go and get my hair done every week is my self-care. Is my private time away from the house. You know, I can get into, you know, a zone. I, I'll have my book or, you know, my audibles and that kind of thing. And I don't answer the phone mm -hmm. at all. You know, I put it on silent. I'm there for an hour or two and I'm good. Okay. Yeah. And then um, 2020 was, I'm, I'm not a big shopaholic, but Ann Taylor and me have a really good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did online shopping for yeah. the essential things. So when I go back, you know, physically in front of people, uh, right. I'll be ready. And, um, and then I love her stores. You know, I love just going in and just, you know, the outlets. I'm an outlet, I'm a, I'm a uh, clearance rack queen. So that's the other part of my self-care. Right. So um, if I'm gonna teach people to save, I wanna practice what I preach, you know? So those, and then I spend time with my husband, you know, we're both serial entrepreneurs. So, you know, we're both Leos, which is odd because we're usually at each other's, I was <laughs> we like attention at each other's throat, but um, we are, our love language is food. Okay. So we typically try out new restaurants, if not every weekend or every other weekend, oh, that's so you nice. know, and that's our date night. So our date nights are not necessarily Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Our date nights could be Wednesdays, right, you know, right, right, right. not the typical. So those are some things that I do personally that I love. That's awesome. Um, oh, and, those are um, great. One uh, craziness, I love 
coffee. Okay. So for most people know, if you really, really know me, yeah. my favorite place is Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> so I would go there just to have a cup of coffee. And when I ride up to the window, yeah. they already know it's me. <laughs> awesome wow those are those are some of the things that I. that's great oh thank you for sharing that with us that's awesome we appreciate that so I know we've been chatting a lot and we covered a lot of things but um before we finish I always like to ask anyone if there's anything else that you want to add and also how listeners of course we'll post the links but how listeners can connect with you um and support okay gotcha um, I am definitely on um, Facebook. I have a Facebook group business page, which is at Riker Dream Team. Um, I'm also on Twitter at, at Racine underscore Riker and um, on Instagram at, at Racine Rikert. Yeah, at Racine underscore Rikert. So both of them are the same. And so I, I definitely, you know, the goal for 20. 21 I know we got what one more two more months left in the year um this is a great time of the year for me because I know people are you know preparing for Christmas so I am definitely making sure I sit with as many families as I can to make sure they have a cash Christmas and a debt-free new year and so November and December are some of the better months for me because now people are putting their new year's resolutions and charting them out and doing their, you know, dream dream boards and vision boards, et cetera. So this is a one great time. So if anyone, you know, whether it's me or another financial advisor, this is a time to sit down with us Uh, for business owners. You're getting ready to close out the year. So they're literally trying to make sure as they're closing out the books, they're putting, you know, the 401k plan in place so they can start funding it. Most people don't know you can take to April of uh, next year to finalize it and put okay. the money. Um, people are making sure that they're, you know, succession plan. My husband and I, we're sitting with an attorney to get our trust done and make sure that's done for the year. Um, we don't have kids, but we got a host of nieces and nephews, <laughs> you know, that we are still and they're at, they're our kids, you know, right, and God right. daughters and God sons. Yeah. So we're making provisions for them as well. You know, yeah. um, some people may say, Hey, Raysan, I don't have a whole lot, but trust and believe if you got a dollar in the bank, you got something, you know? So, um, my goal is just to help, you know, families, you know, women, especially because we're really the face of our families and right. the first line of defense so to speak right. you know and then we put things together for our husband so um I want to make sure that I'm there you know I'm building relationships with you I'm helping to understand you know those questions because I always tell people before they come to me write your questions out that you've always wanted to know that you could never ask yeah. you know and if I don't know the answer I'll find the answer within 72 hours mm-hmm. So we have invested interest in growth, yeah. you know, so definitely. Thank you so, so much, Racine. It has been awesome having this conversation with you today. And we covered so many different things. It's been really cool. <laughs> I know. I appreciate, you know, I, um, a lot of times when I'm talking and, I, you know, hope I wasn't too long-winded, you know, et cetera, but I'm, I really enjoyed this conversation. Me I too. really enjoyed it. 
Thank you so, so much. I so appreciate all your wisdom and your time for today. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you. Hey friends, real quick before you go, would you like an opportunity to process some of this together that you're listening to, debrief anything that's come up, ask questions, share any aha moments with like-minded people? Come join me in the Racially Racially Responsible podcast community. It's my free Facebook group where you can be sure to be around like-minded people and have an opportunity to go deeper into these topics. It's a space where you can continue the conversation, get additional insights, ask any questions, and even get some behind-the-scenes information. So come join us. Check it out. The link is in the show notes. Now it's time for you to reflect, decide what your next steps are, and start taking action. For additional support, join our mailing list and be the first to get access to new resources, workshops, and upcoming events. The link is in the show notes. Until next time.